Hello. Hey there. How's it going? Hi. Let's talk really fast. No, let's not talk really fast. I'm here. I went to church today. I gathered with people, other believers in the Lord Jesus Christ, and it was awesome, and it was really encouraging, and I loved it, and we talked about, you know, when everything seems to go up in flames and people run away, well, uh, when Jesus returned to his disciples, he said, peace be with you. When he returned, you know, immediately after he died, because there was so much turmoil and chaos that they were living in fear. And I forget what the guy's name is who was speaking. He's talking about, you know, not living in fear. I know that's really very much easier said than done to not live in fear, but that's one of the many things that Jesus was talking about to not live in fear. Not just to live in fear on your own accord. I personally think it's very hard to not live in fear if you don't like have any assurance of peace and hope. And for me, that peace and hope is Jesus Christ. And I'm going to do whatever I can to protect that faith, to strengthen that faith, and nurture it. I'm not saying that my life is easy. I'm not saying that these last two years of COVID, pandemic, political turmoil have been simple. They've not been simple. I've been uprooted, replanted, trying to connect with people, trying to figure out what's important to me. Sure, those sound like frou-frou ideologies of thinking, what's important to me? No, everybody these last two years, to some degree, you've been, you've been considering what is truly important to me. I'm not here to talk about my stances on X, Y, and Z other than I hope that you have peace in your life. Even through chaos, I hope that you can find peace. And if you can't, I'd like to tell you that Jesus came to this earth, the Son of God came to this earth to die for you for the forgiveness of sins, so that in his death and, and in his resurrection, you would find peace in trusting that he not only defeated death, but has come to give new life and give it abundantly. That doesn't mean having, you know, lots and lots of money and toys and valuables. And <sighs> You could strip away everything that I have, like Job. Job, the, the guy in the Bible in the Old Testament, who everything was taken away from him, and it was a true test of his faith between him and God and those around him, a, a testament of his faith of showing what's truly important to him and what was truly important to him was God. Someone at church had asked me basically about where I'm at, and that was super awesome. And when I talk and when I answer questions, <laughs> I think it would be really interesting to see what would happen if someday people 
like if if I get interviewed about certain topics or certain questions, and Grandma says you don't need to explain yourself to anyone. So if you want to ask me a question, I'll do my best. But what most likely will happen is I'll vomit out a bunch of words and try to connect them together. And I think what I what I shared with this person about where I'm at, it made sense. And if not all of it made sense, some of it made sense. But what's important is for me and where I'm at, sure, my life might not look like X, Y, and Z, A, B, and C, but... What matters most is my relationship with God. Nothing can take that away. You can, like I said, you can strip anything away from me. And my joy in the Lord will always remain. Um, This last year has been really, well, the last two years, I'm losing track of how many years we've been in this, have really been a test of, you know, how do I respond to this Do I respond out of fear? Yes, of course, I'm human. (laughs) But do I also interject my faith and my peace and invite Jesus into that? And yes, I do. I don't always do it. I'm not perfect. But I try and try every day. I went rock climbing last week. I've only been rock climbing before this last week. I only went rock climbing once since... Mid-December of 2019, which was very, very sad, but it was very, very exciting and awesome to go. I went with a friend and taught this person how to rock climb, which is really cool, in a gym, just super fun, super fun. That's one of the very important things to me that was stolen during COVID. It wasn't just the rock climbing itself. It was being, it was that activity, that exercise that I actually enjoyed, because I don't know about you, but I don't really like running. And getting yourself in the mindset of exercising is just really hard. Like my dad said, taking that first step is probably the hardest part. Probably the hardest part was setting a time to go climbing with my friend. Hmm, what else? What else could we talk about? Oh, yeah, (laughs) I know what we could talk about. If you are just joining, this podcast is a personal and therapeutic tool I call a vocal diary. It's a space for me to process my thoughts, explore stories from my past, and post them for those who might be interested, hopefully inspiring someone. If nobody's interested, that's okay. I am not doing this for any type of social gain. I've said, or to be a better human, I'm not trying to be better than anyone else. I'm trying to Like I mentioned earlier, nurture myself, nurture my soul. My dad often asks me how my soul is doing. Episodes 1 and 2 talk about who I am, so if you're interested, take a listen if you haven't. A quick disclosure that going on tangents may or may not be involved. This show is conversationally true to how I speak. Um, I try to enunciate and say, um, but, like, so, yeah, I try not to say that as much, but I'm going to leave that in, because usually when I'm talking, for the whole duration I'm recording, I, uh, I'll remove those because they're pauses, and believe it or not, they add up a bunch of useless time, so I'm trying to be more concise in how I speak, just so I can work on that brain function 
ADHD mentality. That's another thing, too, is I've been accepting the fact more that I think differently than other people. We're all different in some way or another. I'm not saying I'm better than you. I'm not less than you. I am equal to you, whoever you are, whatever skin color you are, whatever social status you are. I am equal to you. It doesn't matter what's on the outside and outward appearances. It's what's on the inside, you know? Yeah. I forgot. I was. I wanted to say something else. Maybe it'll. Uh, I'll interject it at some point. EDC Crate. Go take a look at their website. I don't think their coupon code area is working right now, which stinks. I'm trying to like message them, be like, "Hey, you got to get that coupon code thing back up," because uh, if anyone wants to buy cologne but they want to get some money off, they can't. So what's going on with that? You know, uh, their cologne smells really good. I'm like, I have like a quarter of a bottle left. I love the smell of it. I should buy like 20 bottles. That'd just be the cologne I use for the rest of my life. (laughs) So the link and all that is posted in the description. And yeah. Thanks again for being here. Here we go. To win, there are radio frequencies. Wow. Radio frequencies. There's an airplane flying above right now, and that's like a frequency. Every noise is like a type of frequency, right? Planes fly through the sky, and their engines and everything about them creates a type of frequency. It's like the frequency is moving, and I can hear it, which is really cool. But I think when I think of radio frequencies right now, I think of... The last maybe six months, or I don't know anymore about the timeline. You know how in life you get, yeah, you get noise and you get thoughts and you get distracted about stuff, like me all the time, and you struggle sometimes to see through that noise and hear through it. You just gotta, like, pause. Take a deep breath. And do what my friend did and ask yourself. Well, she didn't ask herself. She asked me, but you can ask yourself, where am I at? You might, if you don't have a faith of any kind, you can still ask yourself where you're at. How are you feeling? What's going through your mind? Are you just really confused and dazed and do you want it all to just end? I've thought before, like, you know, about that. There's so much noise that I just want it to end. I do not believe suicide is a way out. That's just my opinion. You might have a different opinion. But I know that there's nothing, for for me, I know there's nothing better and nothing greater than the hope and love of Jesus and his Father and his Spirit, who together are one, and they love you so much. They love you so much. It's so easy to forget that. It's so easy to think. Well, it's so hard to think, especially when you have so much noise going through your mind every day, and you get distracted, and you fall sometimes, and you get back up, and it's like a month later, and you're like, where did that time just go? Sometimes you don't even know what you're saying. Like yesterday when... 
I was joking, but I saw myself on a screen in a little short film that Nathan and Jackson shot. I'll I'll post the link to that. But anyway, I was watching it, and I'm like making these stupid jokes about that guy's fat. I'm like talking about myself. <laughs> like he's a horrible actor. And I mentioned similar things to Gary earlier, and he's like, no, you just gotta you gotta let those things go. You can't say those. You gotta break them. Because that's your anxiety and that's your fear that's speaking. And sometimes it could be that that's the enemy. Fear and anxiety are enemies. Fear and anxiety are not of God. Oh, I love you, Jesus. Thank you. Sometimes you have a, your ear might be ringing or something and your mind is ringing and it's just, you want it to stop. But you know what you can do is you can speak against it and you can tell it to stop. You might be having this distraction run across your mind that keeps on getting you down. You can be comfortable in the fact that it's there or you can tell it to stop. You can tell it to go away. And in Jesus' name, I pray that those thoughts and those anxieties and those worries that you have, anyone and myself, I pray in Jesus' name that those would be gone and that you would find peace. There's no better peace than the, than the peace found in him. So, <laughs> I don't necessarily know what the lesson is. I think I just explained the lesson. I think it's an unspoken. It doesn't, I don't need to put a, a name on it. So you can take away from that what you want. And I'll take away from that what I want and what I need. And I, I hope that you would take away what you need. If you haven't, shut this off already. <laughs> to when I got my first pocket knife. My first pocket knife. I still have my first pocket knife. It's, it's weird because I have three pocket knives. And each one has is a little bit bigger than the other one. But my first one... It was my first, like, big boy job, which was the summer after my freshman year in college at a co-op, a farm co-op. And I believe, yeah, they gave us knives. And I, I opened it because, okay, so the job was to go into farmer's fields and take tissue samples, not tissue of myself. That would be really gross and painful. But tissue samples of the corn or the beans. Another word, if you don't know what I mean by tissue, the leaves. So what, what we would do with the leaves is we would cut a couple off of a plant, and then we would put a whole bunch of them in a bag. Like, I'd... I'd walk around the field or walk into the field at certain spots and I would just, you know, fill up a paper bag with a whole bunch of leaves and those would get sent off and examined for micro and macronutrients. But anyway, the pocket knife I would use to cut off the leaf, the foliage, the tissue. I forget how big it was, but I ended up cutting myself. Like <laughs> the first time using my knife, I cut myself on accident. Knives are very dangerous. Please learn how to use one. 
if you have one and you're like scared of it, you don't have to be scared of it. I told someone uh, last week we were learning how to use a table saw, a miter saw, which is like I'm sure you might have seen one. It's what carpenters use to cut wood. You you have a long board and you hold it steady and then with one hand and with the other hand you turn the blade on, you press a button to turn the blade on and then you pull it down. It's like this giant disc. It's a blade and it's rotating very quickly and and rotating very quickly. It's like at the end of at the end of the blade there's like all these little they call them they're called teeth. In a way they're like little knives. So like they're moving very quickly around each other. I don't know how many RPMs rounds per minute. <sighs> but then it cuts the wood. And then you pull it back up and you stop. And like you wait for the blade to stop moving and then you can walk away safely. But I was telling someone, like, the more you can learn about it and like what it is and how it works and how to safely operate it, then you won't be as nervous around it. And like the more you practice using it, yeah. And like having someone supervise you, having someone watch you do it so you're doing it correctly is important. Sometimes <laughs> sometimes I use my pocket knife to file my nails. It's not something that's done perfectly, but I don't want you to try it if you're not good at using a knife. <laughs> Just be careful in everything you do. Not only if it's a pocket knife, your words can be like knives. Words can be very painful. Proverbs 12:18 says, "Speak without thinking and your words can cut like a knife. Be wise and your words can heal." That's um that's good. I'm going to try that this week to uh be wise with my words. I'm not perfect. <sighs> I've said things to people that might have hurt them, and I pray that everything I say doesn't hurt anyone. I do. I really mean that. I hope that what I say does not hurt you and would not hurt anyone else. And I, Lord, help me to please be more wise in my speech and thoughtful and just... It's like a balance of thinking of what you're going to say before you say it, but sometimes what you're trying to say, you need to process it out loud. So if you're going to do it that way, just, you know, be careful with what you say. Like a saw, you know, be careful in your pocket knife. This has been a good time. Like the friend when I was little with the race car, the gas-powered race car or monster truck thing. Like he said at the end of, um, like when I would just watch him drive his race car around. <laughs> He'd say, well, see you next time. So, see you next time. Oh, cool, it's time for church. Time for church! Church, 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 church. Oh, hey, it's Cliff Spaghetti.